Welcome to the Connect Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect the disconnected to a growing relationship with God. You can connect with God, and we can help. Hey, Connect, if we haven't had a chance to meet yet, my name's Chris, get to serve on the team here, and thrilled that you decided to gather with us for worship today. You know, if you're looking to grow, I just got to tell you, you came to the right place. We want to grow too. We all want to grow. Some of us, you know, we want to grow spiritually. Uh, some are exploring faith in Jesus. Others of us, we've been following Jesus for a long time. Uh, we want to grow relationally. Some of us here, maybe you came because you're hoping to meet that special someone. Hope you do. Many of us, we're we're just looking for friends. We want people we can live life with. Some of us, we want to grow in our purpose. Maybe it's discovering our purpose. Maybe it's fulfilling our purpose. We want to grow. Uh, We're people who want to grow, but not all of us are. At least not all of us are growing as fast or in the way that we would like. Maybe, maybe life just took a, a recent turn, and now you're finding yourself rethinking some things. Who you are, what you believe, you're rethinking all of it. Or, or maybe, maybe that self-directed approach to spirituality, while it worked for a time, like Google was helpful, it gave you some answers to your questions, you've maybe gotten to a point where you're thinking, Google's not cutting anymore. I need a place where I can talk about it. I need a people that I can process with. Or, or maybe, maybe it's just your schedule. It didn't happen all at once, but over time, it, your schedule's packed now. My schedule's packed now, and it's just like so much is going on. So much is competing for our attention that we find ourselves just surviving when we love to be thriving. I don't know what the reason is for you. I don't know where you're at in your faith journey, but if you want to grow, you came to the right place because we want to grow too. And what we have found here at Connect is that when we connect with God, the church, and our purpose, we're poised to grow. We're poised to grow. You see, to grow, we actually got to put down roots. And the deeper the roots are, the greater the growth that can come from those roots that are put down. That's why today we're kicking off Rooted. Rooted is a 10-week experience. It's way more than just a teaching series. Rooted is a 10-week experience that's designed to help you and me grow in our faith through connection with God, the church, and our purpose. Now, uh, Rooted actually originated out of a church in California, Mariner's Church, and we've used this curriculum and we've gone through this experience together in groups at various times over the last couple of years. And here's what we have seen when we have done Rooted at Connect. We have seen tremendous life change. We've seen agnostics come to saving faith in Jesus. We've seen people who were skeptical about the church, didn't like the church because they always felt rejected by the church, find friendship, like true, genuine friendship. We've seen people who have been trying to figure out their purpose for a long time actually realize their purpose and follow God's will for their life forward. We've seen God move through Rooted. And the cool thing about Rooted is that wherever we're at in our faith journey, whether we're exploring faith or we've been following Jesus for some time, God can use Rooted to grow us. 
That's what we have experienced. That's what I've experienced. That's what some of you have experienced. And it's what we've seen time and time again. But here's the crazy thing. What we're going to talk about in this series and what we're going to read about in this book and what we're going to talk about in groups, all of that, it didn't originate with Rooted. These are rhythms and principles that followers of Jesus have been doing for a couple thousand years. And as they've done this, what we've seen is God has grown his people. And I believe God is going to grow us over the next 10 weeks. Now, to see where this all kind of originates, let's go back to the early church. In the clearest picture we have of the early church, it's in Acts 2, 42 through 47. If you've got a Bible, you can turn with me there. And what we're going to see is that the, the transformation we desire, the life change, the growth, it comes through the rhythms and practices that we see the early church embody and live out, all because someone radically changed them. So before we dive in, let's do this. Let's pause, let's pray, and let's ask that God be the one who speaks to us right now through his word. Lord, we come before you because we do want to grow. We want to experience you. We want to know you more. And we would ask that you would meet us where we're at and you would grow us today and over the next 10 weeks, that we would experience you in greater ways, that we would experience your love and your faithfulness and the freedom that you offer us in Jesus, that that would become more and more our story. And right now, as we open your word, would you speak now? In Jesus' name, amen. All right, the book of Acts, what we're about to read from. Uh, Luke, a doctor and historian from the first century, wrote this, and he recorded this, and in so doing, he gave us a snapshot, of a picture of what life in the early church looked like. Now, uh, the rhythms of the early Jesus followers, while they're descriptive of what happened then, they also can be prescriptive for us. Not saying like, hey, if you do this, then you get that. But if we experience the life-changing Jesus that the early church experienced, and we start to follow him as we see the early church follow him, then we, too, can experience tremendous life change in Christ. Not because of our work, but because of his work in us, and then expressed itself through us. So, with that in mind, let's read this description of the early church. Acts 2, picking up in verse 42. They, referring to a bunch of people, a huge crowd of people, 3,000 who had just responded to Jesus, they, all these new Jesus followers, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and uh, ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Three rhythms that characterize the early Jesus followers that contributed to their growth, these stand out to me. And I want to slowly work our way through these because if these rhythms can characterize us, then maybe, just maybe, we could experience what they experienced. The first is this, connect with God. The early church connected with God by, by learning about God from the apostles' teaching. They talked with God through prayer. They saw God move through miracles. 
They worshiped God through praise, and they experienced the favor of God as God added people daily to their number. He, he, daily, people are coming to Jesus because God was moving. You see, central to these early Jesus followers' relationship with God was their connection with him, their desire to be with him, their desire to grow in a relationship with him. It was central to who they are. And we, we all, we might be coming at this a little different. Some of us have similar beliefs about God. Some of us have uh, various different beliefs about God. And, but we're all here today because we want to grow. And when you show up to your group, because this, this 10-week journey is not just something for you to sit and listen to. It's a journey to engage in, to participate in. So in groups, when you show up and, and you look to your leader, I want you to know this. They're not your teacher. They're not your teacher. They're your guide. If we look to them for all the answers, they might be able to help us some, but what they're going to be way better at is asking questions and then pointing us to scripture where we together can discover who God is and what it would look like for us to relate with him. We see that the early church devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The apostles were the 12 guys, the 12 closest friends and followers of Jesus, who observed all of Jesus' life and ministry. I mean, they saw the miracles. They, they saw the signs. They were there when he taught, and they listened, and then afterwards they would ask him questions, and he would explain it to them further. And then the craziest thing happened. Their rabbi, their messiah, the one that they had waited for their whole life, who they're now following, thinking this is going to be awesome. He died. He died on a cross. It was, it was so humiliating. But he didn't stay dead. He rose from the dead victoriously, and he's offering them, and he offered, he's offering us life in him. Life with God. And there's so much that we can learn from, from professors and from books even experience. But we are a people who, like the early church, are going to lean on the apostles' teaching. We're going to learn from it. For them, I mean, they literally got to hear it from the horse's mouth. Like, they got to hear from the apostles what it was like to walk in Jesus' footsteps. We, we have scripture. And in part of the criteria for scripture, when it comes to the New Testament, is this it needs to have the, the apostles teaching behind it. Okay, that's like the simple, the layman way of describing, like the apostles were part of what we now read in the New Testament. So while we can't go talk to Peter or Thomas, we can read scripture. And when we do, we get to hear from God because scripture, Old and New Testament, it's God's divine disclosure of himself to us, who he is, how we can relate with him, what it looks like to follow Jesus, all of it, it's in scripture. So when questions come up in life, when questions come up in group, we are a people who look to scripture as our ultimate authority because that's where we can learn and where we can grow. One of the cool things about this experience is that we're going to get an opportunity to read scripture together, not just on Sundays, not even just in groups, but actually throughout the week. The, the rooted book that you can, you can get in the back, this has five daily devotionals in it. 
And a devotional has like a, a scripture passage or two or three where you can read and reflect. It also has like some commentary on the passage. And then it has some questions that we can reflect on together. This will help us grow in a daily time in God's Word. Uh, one, of the, one of the favorite things uh, that I've done in my own walk with Jesus has been spend time with him on as close to a daily basis as possible. Like, I've experienced uh, growth through being discipled, being dis- mentored. I've experienced uh, incredible moments at retreats, in conferences. But when I look back on my life, and I, if I had to boil it down, like, where have I experienced the greatest regular compounding growth? It has been through reading scripture and praying and, and learning, like hearing from God through his word. It has been game-changing for me. I can't imagine not spending time with God. And one of the key ways I do that is by reading his word. So here's the cool thing. Whether you have never spent time with God in the morning or in the evening, this is a great opportunity to start because Rooted will give you like, like a, a runway. It'll, it'll walk you through it. Gives you like, hey, here's what you can read. Day one, day two, day three. There's five daily devotions each week. Now here's the other cool thing. If you've been spending time with God, you know, on a regular basis, and it's grown a little stale, because I've experienced that too. It's like I've been doing something, it was a really great routine, but that routine became a rut. And then before I know it, my growth is kind of stalled out because I'm just going through the motions, like religious motions. Well, rooted is an invitation for us to, to mix it up. Mix up your chair time, mix up your time with the Lord, and and why don't you go through the daily devotions with all of us, and together we'll grow. The the, the thing is, is you could speed read that before group. You could. You could totally speed read it before group. Most of us have done that before, test before. Like, we know it's possible, okay? It's not a crazy amount of reading. But I just want to warn you, if you do that, it's going to be like cooking your insights in a microwave when they could have cooked in a crock pot. So, so take the time, not just right before group or right before service. Take the time throughout the week to spend time with God. Enjoy the time in his presence. Just give it a shot. See what he does. Now, with Rooted, you get out what you put in. That's just how it goes. If you just want to come and listen on Sundays, cool. We'd love to have you. You are always welcome. I hope that you experience God through our time together like this. If you do the daily devotions, I, I anticipate that you'll experience God even more. I, I think of Kristen. Kristen, four years ago, we actually launched Connect Church with two groups that went through Rooted together. We met in this room. We kicked it all off. At that, uh, at that time, Kristen didn't know Jesus. She didn't follow him. She was agnostic. She was trying to figure out who God is, if he's real, if he is Can we even have a relationship with him? She had questions, like a lot of us have. And when Kristen went through the experience, the 10-week experience, at the very end, the rooted celebration, I just asked Kristen, I said, Kristen, what was a highlight for you from the last 10 weeks as we've gone through rooted together? And she didn't say my talks. She didn't even say other elements of rooted, which are highlights for other people. What she said was the daily devotions. I asked Why? Why is that? She said, well, amidst all the noise, all the crazy in life, the daily devotions were an invitation to just press pause and to reflect on what truly matters. Uh, 
in the months that followed, Kristen decided to follow Jesus, in large part because of how she heard from God through his word and experienced him through community. She experienced that he loves her and wants a relationship with her, and, and Jesus is the way. But she wouldn't have experienced that had she not stepped out on a limb and, and done some daily devotions and showed up to group and asked great questions. You see, God wants to connect with us. He wants a relationship with us. He created us for a relationship with him. And James 4.8, James, the half-brother of Jesus, writes this. He says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Having a regular chair time, a time where we were intentional about reading God's word, reflecting on it, talking with him in prayer, it is fundamental to our growth in our relationship with him. Now, we all make time for the things that are important in life. If family is really important, we will rearrange everything to be at the family event or to be with that family member in their time of need. If sports are really important, we'll rearrange our schedule. Soon, some of us will rearrange our Sundays so we can watch the Broncos. And then others of us will rearrange our weekends so we can go skiing. All of those are good things. I'm not saying they're bad things at all. I'm just saying we prioritize what's important to us. So if we say that growing in a relationship with God is important, Let's prioritize it. Let's set our alarm. Let's wake up a little earlier. Let's grab our Bible before we grab our phone, and let's just see what God does. Just try it for 10 weeks, okay? You can do anything for 10 weeks. Just try it for 10 weeks, and let's just see how we experience God. Now, beyond uh, reading God's Word and reflecting on it, the rooted devotions uh, and uh, the whole devotion experience, prayer. Prayer is key to it. It's not just us reading, not just us consuming or listening, it's also us engaging with God in a conversation. That's what prayer is. We see that the early church devoted themselves to prayer. Prayer is, is our standing invitation to connect with God throughout our day. Whatever we're doing, we can pray. We can talk with God. We can learn from Him in the moment. We can engage with Him. Now, prayer can be intimidating. Can I, just, can I just be honest? Like, sometimes it's intimidating. It's intimidating to pray by ourselves. It's intimidating to pray at the dinner table with our family and friends. It's intimidating to pray a group, and it's way intimidating to pray in front of a lot of people. But prayer doesn't have to be intimidating. It can be an invitation. It can be a joy. It can be a privilege. So what we want to do through Rooted, not just in the group experience, but also collectively together, we're going to have a prayer experience where we can grow together in prayer and in so doing, grow in our relationship with God. And because we're doing this church-wide, we're just going to take the Sunday, two Sundays from now, it's going to be September 17th, and the service is going to look different. Not just like this, but like the flow of the service is going to look a little different. Instead of a message, we're going to have a more intentional time around, okay, what would it look like for us to personally read scripture and reflect on it and, and pray both individually and then maybe with the people around us. And often the prayer experience, when groups do this, it's the highlight for many people when they go through Rooted. But can I be real with you? When we do the prayer experience all together in a couple weeks, most of us are going to be tempted to have an excuse not to come because prayer can be intimidating. But if we want to grow, we've got to be willing to be stretched just a little bit. And it's in that stretching, that collective stretching together, we're going to grow. 
We're going to grow in our faith. We're going to grow in our relationship with God. Uh, John. John went through those first couple of community groups that did Rooted with us four years ago. And John told me that at that Rooted celebration at the very end, he said, Chris, I got to tell you, the prayer experience was incredible. I said, sweet, man. Like, that's awesome, man. Why? He said, I've, I've grown up in the church. I've kind of been around church my whole life. But when we did that prayer experience as a group, I feel like I heard from God for the very first time in my whole life. It's like, that's incredible. That's incredible. And it's experiences like that that, that make people look back on the whole 10-week experience and say, oh, that prayer experience, that was a highlight for me. That was transformative. That made me want to pray more. So, like the early church, we, we want to grow. We want to grow in our relationship with God. So we're going to connect with God. We do that in a couple of ways, the daily devotions, prayer. But here's the other thing that the early church did. They connected with the church. I mean, it was who they are. You see, as humans, we have something in common together. We have a lot of things in common. One of the key things, we long to belong. We want to be loved. We want to be known and loved. And God created us for relationships. 100% a relationship with him and also relationship with each other. We need each other. A psychology reveals God's divine design. And what psychology is realizing now is that our character development, our spiritual growth, it actually happens best, not in a setting like this. It actually happens best in community, loving community, where we are known, where we are loved, where there is joy and excitement that we are in relationship together. It's actually in our relationship with one another that we can best grow in our relationship with God. That's why we see the early church. They devoted themselves to fellowship. Fellowship is just church speak for hanging out, living life together, linking arms with one another. Now, why would they do that? Because they knew, because the Spirit was in them, the Holy Spirit was inside them, that they're better. We are better when we unite together. Uh, when we continue on in Acts 2, 44 through 46, we see a, a really radical community. I mean, these people lived way, radic way more radical than any, any of us probably have ever lived. Certainly, I have ever lived. I mean, listen to this. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. They, they lived sacrificially, lived humbly, so they could meet one another's needs. Generosity just characterized who they were, is how they lived. And if you're like me, you probably want to be generous. You want to be known as a generous person. We want to be a generous per uh, a church. Uh, but money, money can be one of those things in life that is such a stressor. There's so much angst, there's so much anxiety, worry around money. But it doesn't have to be that way. That's not God's design. God's got a much better way, a much better plan for how we engage with money. And we're going to talk about that in week eight. So we'll put a pin in that and come back to it later. But for now, just know this. Money doesn't have to be like our greatest source of worry. We actually could experience financial freedom, and we can be a generous people. We can be a generous church. Uh, in Acts 2, 46, we see that the early church gathered together. It was part of their rhythm. They gathered publicly, and they also gathered in homes. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. 
publicly. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. So as we go through Rooted as a church, we're going to gather like this. It's going to be great. We're going to maybe meet some people at things like Let's Connect after service today and other things like that. And that's good. And we're also going to be a people who know one another, like beyond the name and the color shirt that they like to wear. We're going to like get to know one another. And as we get to know one another, we might build friendships with people who aren't anything like us. But as we do, we're going to learn because they've got a perspective that we need. And we've got some things that God's taught us that they need. And together, we're going to grow. So if you want to grow, i got to tell you, get in a community group. Like if you've been waiting, you want to get connected, or, or you've just been waiting, dragging your feet for some time, like this is your moment, now's your time. If you don't join a community group, you're going to have FOMO 10 weeks from now. I, I'm just telling you, okay? You're going to have FOMO, but you don't have to have FOMO. You can experience that growth that God has designed us to experience in relationship with each other. I, I love Adele's story. Adele, uh, she was attending church online. She was watching church online. She had moved to the area and just kept watching her church in another part of the country's service online. And one day, she felt convicted by God that she needed to connect with the local church. That same day, she got home, she opened up her mail, and there was a mailer from us inviting her to our Christmas Eve service this past year. So Adele's like, I heard God said I need to connect with the local church. This church is called Connect. It's right up the hill from me. All right, I'll go. So she goes. She shows up on Christmas Eve. She enjoys the service. Then she comes back come the new year. And within a few weeks, she decided, you know, I'm going to give that rooted thing a shot. So she joined a rooted group. And she went through rooted and she grew in her faith. She had been following Jesus, but she kept growing in her faith. She also found some people who she connected with and resonated with and built some friendship. But here's the thing I love about Adele's story. Adele became a catalyst for community. Now she's inviting people to go to the movies with her on Saturdays. She serves on the connections team because she wants to help others get connected. And that's what happens. That's what happens when we experience Jesus-centered community. We can't keep it to ourselves. We want to invite others to be a part because we know that while Jesus is for us, he's also for others. And life, life is best lived together. So, you know, my encouragement to you, take that step. Get involved in a group. And if you're in a group, a lot of you are in groups. Take a step towards a little bit more vulnerability in group over the next 10 weeks. Just see, as you open yourself up a little bit, how others respond. I'm going to go out on a limb and very confidently say, you're going to be met with love. You're going to be met with love. I've seen it time and time again with this church family, with our church family. We do our best. We're not perfect, but we do our best to love well because God first loved us. So like the early church, we're going to connect with God. We're going to connect with the church and we're going to connect with our purpose. Similar to that longing for belonging that we have, we also have this, this innate desire in us that craves to be part of something bigger than ourselves. I think it's why when we were a kid, we loved to do ballet or sports or theater or band or whatever it was. We wanted to be part of something together and be part of something bigger than ourselves. Uh, now we, uh, we jump in to when, when there's an opportunity to serve because like, hey, it feels like we're doing this together. We're able to contribute or uh, it could be, a, could be a bunch of things. It could be so simple as uh, say you're watching the Broncos game, okay, and 
they score a touchdown. All right, so you're enjoying it. You shout, "Woo! We scored!" And your 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 wife from the other room yells, "What happened? What's what's going on?" You're like, "We scored a touchdown." Okay, there's no we in scoring that touchdown. Wilson flipped through the pass, right? Sutton caught it. At best, we were enjoying some chips and guac. <laughs> but we want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with scoring when the Broncos score a touchdown. But there is something bigger that we're created to be a part of. I think that that innate desire in us is a God-given desire. It's why we donate money to help with disaster relief. It's why we'd, we'd give up time to go serve those in need. Maybe even vacation time so that we can go to a third world country and love the poor like Jesus loved the poor. It's, it's why we'd make a sign and we would, on a Saturday, go downtown and join the protest. Like, we just want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. We're wired to make a difference. And part of the rooted experience is getting clarity around how God has created you and me with a unique personality, a unique gift set, and how when we lean into who God's gifted us and called us to be, we can actually make a big difference, an eternal difference, a meaningful difference. And, and as part of the experience, we're going to do a church-wide serve day, serve experience together, where we can not just help someone in need, but also try to build a little bit of a relationship with them. Because there are things that God's doing in their life that we can benefit from, we can learn from too. It's a mutual thing. We're not better than anyone. But we do know Jesus. We know he's changing us. And we want to live like him. And we want to serve like him. And we want to love like him. And when we do, we don't do it just as like a handout. We want to do it as a way, that, like an in, invitation to relationship. So, Acts 2. These early, early followers of Jesus, they got to be a part of something so much bigger than themselves. We read it at the very end of this passage, but I'll read it again for us. Acts 2, 47b tells us, And the Lord added to the number daily those who are being saved. As we realize the hope that Jesus brings, we too are going to be a part of something so much bigger than ourselves. So much bigger than ourselves. One of the, the elements that we're going to experience both together in our Sunday service, but also in groups, is practicing sharing our story. Like just What's God doing in our life? How has he changed our life? And just sharing that in a way that's very authentic, very genuine to who we are. Because there is power when we share our testimony. We're going to experience that here even just in, in just a moment, but we'll also experience it in our groups, and we're going to be challenged towards the end of Rooted to actually share our story with someone who doesn't believe what we believe. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a step of faith. But as we are stretched, we're going to grow. So as the early church experience, rooted is the invitation to us. It's an invitation to deepen our connection with God, the church, and our purpose. Uh, rooted, rooted is not going to answer all your questions, but it will spark some important conversations. Uh, rooted is not going to change your life, but it'll help us see Jesus more clearly, and Jesus does change our life. Rooted isn't for everyone, but it is for anyone who wants to grow. Now, on this journey to growth, I just want to give us a clear expectation up front. It's going to challenge us. We're going to be stretched. We're going to be uncomfortable at times. But imagine with me, imagine with me what could be if we're willing to step out and be a little uncomfortable, be a little stretched. 
Imagine having a relationship with God personally. Imagine being freed from that thing in your life that's been holding you back for so long. Imagine freedom from that. Imagine having friends that you could call on your best day and your worst day. Imagine knowing and fulfilling your purpose. Imagine being a part of others experiencing the same. That's the invitation to us. The early church experienced this, and we can experience the same. You see, to experience greater transformation, you got to seek deeper connection with God, the church, and your purpose. This is just the beginning of the journey. But man, I can't wait to see, I can't wait to hear the stories of how we experience transformation, how we experience life change over the next 10 weeks and beyond. Let me pray for us. Lord, you are good. And, and all of this is possible because of Jesus. Jesus, you're the, you're the one who underscores everything. You're the one who, who changes hearts. You're the one who changes the way we live. And we would ask that you would do that now and over the next 10 weeks, that we would experience you more, that you would reveal yourself to those of us who don't know you or who are skeptical about you. Those of us who do know you and follow you, would our love for you grow? Would our devotion grow? God, we don't want to just do religious practices. We want to experience your presence. And we know that, that we can't do anything to earn that but you have so freely given your son so that we can have a relationship with you. So would you help us to experience that all the more? We ask this in Jesus' name.